In today's show, we're looking at the fantasy basketball waiver wire players who could be available to pick up that could help you with your league. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Indeed. You are locked on fantasy basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore B-Ball and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. We're talking waiver wise, so we're going to be looking at long-term long-term ads, short-term ads, drops, um, all that sort of stuff, points leagues, category leagues in today's show. Just a a quick note, though, with so much changing in the NBA almost on a day-to-day basis, it is super important that, hey, not only that you watch my shows daily, because that's uh, always important, but that you uh, uh, are on top of what's going on in the league, because what I say today, in five days' time, four days' time, there'll be health and safety protocol violations popping up and injuries popping up and things changing all the time. So we're going to cover these. These are not exhaustive lists. These are Guys who I think uh, are rostered probably on waiver-wise in most of your leagues, in your standard leagues, I'm trying to use metrics that will give me an idea of who is around. And there'll be players that I don't mention that are available that should be rostered and players that I that I do mention that are already rostered. And it's impossible for me to avoid that with you know, the amount of variance in leagues and league types and the amount of people that are watching and listening to this show. So let's uh, enough of that bullshit. Let's talk about uh, some waiver-wire ads to help you out. Long-term ads. Now, these are guys, again, probably not super sexy, but options that I think can have your stock standard nine-cat type value for the rest of the season, even in the short term. And I'll highlight those guys like Danny Green. The Sixers are dealing with a whole bunch of COVID absences. Tobias Harris, Shake Milton, Seth Curry. Green was already trending up anyway. The minutes were pushing up. He's hitting threes. He's getting steals. He's getting blocks. I think he's probably someone that we want to take a look at here to be an option for us as a long-term nine-cap player. Royce O'Neal as well. The upside isn't particularly high, even though he did have that absolute monster performance uh, earlier in the week. But just a guy whose role is solid as good minutes, can rebound the ball, occasionally gets you some offense, had that weird assist game, has some steal numbers. He's worth looking at. Stormin' Norman Powell, I don't know if I'm recording this before Sunday's game, so he could be starting in that one. We don't know. But again, just at least worth a look. Not a must roster, but at least worth a look if he's available to to add him and see what goes on with that Raptors starting lineup. With the news that Tom Bryant has torn his ACL... Flaming Mo Wagner, I wouldn't say you know that Wagner is necessarily a 100% must-roster player. He does get into foul problems quite a bit, but he could easily be a top 110 player, easily. Look, if he plays 28 a night, he'll be a top 100 player. He can hit some threes, he can score, he rebounds well, his efficiency is generally pretty good, and that's really where the bulk of his value comes from. He's coming from that field goal and free throw percentage combination. He's not going to give you defensive numbers, but there's an opportunity there, and he's obviously the one that I would add, well, not obviously, 
I know it's obvious because that's what my opinion is. Uh, I would I add him over Robin Lopez pretty clearly there in Washington. Then DeLon Wright. Derek Rose is hurt again. We know Killian Hayes is out. Wright starting at point guard. Josh Jackson struggling again. Uh, Wright is an up-and-down player for sure, but he's worth uh, a hold just to see what happens over these next couple of, uh, couple of weeks. Next up, look at long-term ads in points leagues. These are guys who are rostered in under fifty uh, percent of, sorry, under seventy percent of Yahoo leagues in the standard Yahoo roster metrics. So it's not going to apply to everyone, but these guys need to be rostered. Chris Boucher, the wiki, pretty obvious, playing a lot of minutes and still not rostered in seventy percent of leagues. Paul Washington Jr. really getting his defensive numbers up at the moment, which has been uh, has been one of these. A surprise, to be sure, but a welcome one. Putting up some good numbers. Darius Baisley. People still not catching on that Baisley is a must-roster player. That's in category leagues, but of course in points leagues too. Joshy Jackson, who again, he's going through some struggles at the moment, but I'd still have him in a points league. And Alfred Payton is available in a lot of points leagues too. He is someone that I'd be looking at. These, again, are guys who in a lot of your points leagues, they're not going to be... um, they're not going to be uh, available, but they are in some because I'm looking at the numbers and I know that they're available in over 30% of leagues. And there's got to be some of you who are listening to this show who uh, who are in those leagues where they are available. And I'm just letting you know that they are guys that you need to have on your team. Next up, for deeper leagues, Thad Young. Definitely someone I'm looking at for the Bulls. He's rostered in very, very few leagues. Like him as a backup there. Cody Zeller, I know he's injured, but when he comes back, he's going to have that value. So if you do have the ability to stash someone in an injured reserve spot, Cody Zeller's available in a ton of leagues. I'd add him. Derek Jones Jr. is a deep league guy. To get your defensive numbers, nothing else, but his role is relatively stable. Uh, Dorian Finney-Smith. Finney-Smith uh, Smith is a guy that at the moment is dealing with COVID protocol issues, so he's not playing, but that's just a longer-term ad for those deep leagues. Look, he probably can be a top 160 player this year, but he's barely rostered anywhere. And Patrick Beverly probably has some 12-team league value himself at the moment, but in 14 to 16-team formats, Beverly is a guy that shouldn't be on the waiver wire. Next up, we look at some guys to drop in nine cat leagues. I know people are going to hate this, but I just don't. And then let's, okay, let's rephrase this again. You don't just go and drop these guys, but they're players. So when you look at your roster, they're probably going to be the worst guy on your roster. And if you do need to make a move, you can consider them droppable players. And the first one of those is punch Bob ship bloke, Bobby Portis. Can you, can you realistically sit here and tell me that he's going to be a top 100 player? Like he currently is for the rest of the season. I, I can't do that. I think it's fine to have him on your roster. But again, if that opportunity arises, hey, I want to take a flyer on Mo Wagner, Portis is my worst player, then I'd feel okay with moving on from him. Same thing goes for Kevin Herter, whose numbers have been really good, but there's going to be a squeeze when Dunn, Rondo, Gallinari return. I don't know the status of Bogdan Bogdanovich, so that might have an impact on where Herter's value is. But yeah, what he's currently doing is not necessarily going to be sustainable. Dylan Brooks, similarly, Jar Morant comes back, Jaron Jackson comes back, Justice Winslow comes back, people realize that he's not a good basketball player, all those things can all happen, and Brooks, well, again, he's not a a must-drop player at the moment, he's just a name that you put at that part of your list. Paddy Mills and Ennis Cantor, guys who are putting up good numbers as backups at the moment, I don't see that continuing for those guys at the current level that they're at, and we're talking about guys who are based on what their current numbers are, roster went. And a lot of people will look at it and go, man, Ennis Cantor, how can you drop him? Look at what he's doing. He's putting up these great numbers. But 
yeah, we're trying to project forward, not just look back at what has what has happened. And Cantor is over the course of the season the 122nd ranked player, and then that's fine for 12 team leagues. But do you believe that that's going to continue? Because I don't, and that's why I'd consider him a droppable player. Same with what Paddy Mills is doing, and Mills has been great. There's absolutely no denying that the 109th ranked player doing it on weird nights of big assists and then big nights of scoring, and he's fine to roster, but he's just not someone that I'm going to be hanging on to under all circumstances. Next up is points league drops. Uh, Lou Williams, well, that's that's a, an obvious one. Kevin Herter, as I mentioned. Duncan Robertson, yeah, I, he's not a good points league player. He can go. Your mate. The Hassan Whiteside. I see people scrambling to add Whiteside because he played 23 minutes over the weekend for the Kings. Rashawn Holmes was out. They still started Marvin Bagley at center, who is terrible. And Whiteside, look, he put up respectable numbers. And if he played 23 minutes a night, he would be a roster rule player. There's, I've got no, there's no denying that. But you have to look at it and go, will he play it? Oh, man, maybe Walton will come to his senses. Walton is in his senses. Whiteside is not good. And I think people are really conflating. I don't know if conflating is the right word there. But you're putting... Well, he look at the fantasy stats that Whiteside put up last year versus Walton's a dickhead. He needs to play Whiteside a ton more. He doesn't. Holmes is significantly better, and actually Bagley is better than Whiteside at this point. But if we are in a scenario where Holmes is injured and Whiteside plays 24 minutes a night, then yes, he is a guy to roster, but he's not someone that I'm just holding on to because that is not the assumption that Holmes is going to be out for a long time. And then Bogdan Bogdanovich, not only is he dealing with an injury, he's not a great points league player to begin with. So I think that in a lot of those points leagues, he can be considered a movable player. Next up, we look at guys, and this is what I started doing last week. These guys, and I don't always mention them, but they are all top 100 players for the rest of the season in my mind who are rostered in under uh, 85% of leagues. Now, that's not a, you know, a, a, a low number by any means, but it means that they're available in 15% or more of leagues, and they should be available in 0% of leagues. So if your league is one of these... Chris Boucher, the wiki, must roster. Terrence Ross of the Magic, must roster. Tyrese Halliburton of the Kings, must roster. Evan Fournier of the Magic, must roster. Davis Bertans of the Washington Wizards, must roster. Seth Curry, yes, I know he's out with COVID, must roster. Kelly Olenek, must roster. Darius Garland, must roster. Larry Nance Jr., must roster for now. Brooke Lopez, Available in too many leagues. Must roster. Keldon Johnson, Wendell Carter Jr., Serge Ibaka, Darius Baisley, Dante DiVincenzo. These are all I project to be top 100 players for the rest of the year. That projection, I update the projections multiple times a day, so things can always change. But for now, these are guys that I wouldn't want to see sitting on my waiver wire for sure. Next up, we look at some more short-term ads, and these are trying to take into consideration some of the COVID stuff, and you can add a name like Peyton Pritchard onto this list. You can add a name like Taco Fall onto this list if you need some uh, some block numbers. Um, the Celtics are in real trouble in terms of where they're sitting and their COVID protocols, as are the Philadelphia 76ers. We don't know how long all of this stuff is going to last, though, because quarantine periods can change. But with no Jason Tatum, Kemba Walker, Jalen Brown, Tristan Thompson, Grant Williams, Robert Williams, Shemi Ojale, and then uh, Javante Green, as well as Romeo Langford being out, there is going to be guys like Aaron Neesmith. 
Peyton Pritchard, absolute guaranteed must-roster player. Jeff Teague putting up some numbers as well. And then you go to Philadelphia where Danny Green, a great short-term ad. Tyrese Maxey, the Sixers have got five games this week. Tyrese Maxey with Shake Milton likely out, Seth Curry out, Tobias Harris out. Maxey's an option. And then you go deeper leagues. Isaiah Joe is an option there as well. Uh, Tony Bradley's an option in short for short-term leagues. For the Mavericks, Maxey Kleber's out for 10 to 14 days. He was a guy that I'd look, look to add. But with Dorian Finney-Smith, Josh Richardson, now Maxey Kleber out, Willie Cauley-Stein and James Johnson. And I don't get many chances to do it. So here we go. Uh, yes, James Johnson. Could he be the starting power forward for the Mavericks? And could he put up literally top 100 numbers in the short term? I love him as a short term ad. And then Trey Burke. Jalen Brunson's out as well. So Burke put up some monster games. Tim Hardaway, of course, is a guy that we're rostering regardless. But these are some interesting short term options. I didn't fit them all on the screen there, but there's a ton of Celtics, a ton of Sixers, and a ton of Mavericks that we can take a look at. For points leagues, these are guys who are available, who are having some nice short-term value. They've got Hardaway there, Tyus Jones, Corley Stein, Barton, Plumley, but even those Maxis and Pritchards and those sort of players, Jeff Teague, who are having some short-term value, they do have that in points leagues too. I'm just you know, looking at guys who, again, are significantly under-rossed, and I think Plumley's value is going to fall off as the season goes on, but for now, a, a guy we look at, Will Barton with Michael Porter Jr. out, he's a great short-term ad. Tim Hardaway, yep, talked about him already. Tyus Jones with Ja Morant out, he's got that short-term value in points leagues there too. If we look at the most popular ads over the last couple of days, Austin Rivers is way up there. Um, Thibodeau's been riding him real hard, and I don't know exactly why, but he's been putting up good numbers. Do I trust it? Not really, um, but I don't mind him as a 14-team league ad. Jared Vanderbilt, we love what he can do, but if Ryan Saunders doesn't play him and plays stiffs like Jake Lehman, Juancho Hernan Gomez, even Naz Reed, to be honest, I think uh, Vanderbilt might be better than all those guys, then it is really hard for him to have that value. So I think he's a drop. Justin Holiday is a clear ad across all leagues with um, the Pacers not only having five games, but TJ Warren being out. Daniel Tice is an ad across all leagues as well. With the Celtics losing all their centers, and he's going to play 30 minutes a night for the next week. And Rudy Gay, another popular ad. Uh, I, I think that's a strong option, especially you know if you get this in time before the Spurs game on Sunday. DeMar DeRozan's going to be missing that one. Derek White's already out. Gay is putting up some good numbers with good usage, coming off the bench, uh, really, really performing at a high level at this point, which is always a, always a good thing. And then we go on to the the last uh, the last part of the show. And then looking at uh, the hot players, players who are really you know, top 100 players over the last week that are putting up numbers. And Royce O'Neal, I talked about him already. Tony Bradley uh, with Joel Embiid maybe missing more time and five games this week. If Bradley gets in on the action, he's going to have some value for field goal percentage and some rebounds. Ken Birch, really interesting from Ken Birch. He's playing alongside uh, Nikola Vucevic quite a bit, playing as the backup there as well, putting up some really strong numbers, top 70 over the last week. He's an add in 14-team leagues for the short term. DeAnthony Melton, a guy that probably is worth an add in all 12-team leagues as well. And then Tyrese Maxey, a name that we've mentioned before. Really love what's going to happen for him this upcoming week. Obviously, the circumstances aren't great, but you've heard me talk about him all year, that he is the eventual Seth Curry replacement, and he will leap ahead, I believe, of Shake Milton in that rotation in the next year. 
and the opportunity is here for him now to show that, and we saw it already with that massive performance on Saturday. So that'll do it for the Waiver Wire Show. Again, you can check all projections. They're updated all the time. I have my daily streams on the What to Watch For videos. I'm recapping stuff every day during the week, so you can check that all out. But there's an idea of some players. Probably talked about 30 players or so in today's show, so check check out those guys if they're available, guys. Subscribe, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on YouTube, guys. We are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya. <laughs>